Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Chews Radio. So I, I think me and Jeremy are on the same page with this. One of my favorite places to eat in town is Bourbon in Toulouse. Hey, it's, put me there too. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I, I just love it. I love the concept. I my love the food. My son loves it and he takes me there when he's in town. <laughs> I don't know that I even realized it was a real place, Bourbon in Toulouse, uh-huh. like a real place in New Orleans until I was in New Orleans. I was like, that's the restaurant I eat at. <laughs> So oh, Kevin Hefko yeah. from Bourbon and Toulouse, now uh, owner of two Bourbon and Toulouse's. Two yes, sir. Awesome. Yes. How you doing, man? How exciting. Well, yeah. You're it's a brave a, man. Uh, I don't know about brave, <laughs> but uh, I think anybody that owns restaurants will tell you I'm a stupid well. man. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, Bourbon Street and Toulouse Street are intersection in the French Quarter well, sure. in New Orleans. And sure, the saying sure. goes, anything goes on the corner of Bourbon and but Toulouse. But there is an actual Bourbon and Toulouse there. Yep. No, uh, well, well, the street, the we're street. named after the street corner. Oh, uh, but and that's not a restaurant name. Yeah, so and somebody we, uh, we all know and love. the first one, even yeah. if there yeah. was. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. They're just copying off of like This is me in New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm drunk. I have one of those big, like, 32-ounce hand grenade drinks. I look up, I go... I'll be in here. Oh I'll be like, no. <laughs> Kevin's in there. I'm going, <laughs> 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 Well, little known fact, somebody uh, a lot of us know and love, uh, Miss Lucy Myers actually named the restaurant. from no la, la Lucy fame. She used to be a tasseled dancer on of the corner course. of Bourbon Street and Toulouse Street <laughs> yeah, no at a doubt. place called Nero's Nook. Uh, and when Will and I were getting the restaurant open, we had everything going, but we didn't have a name yet. And so we were working for her at the Phoenix. Tassels. Oh. Tassels. 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 Yes, that's the official name. That would have been um, But she asked me how things were going, and she's, you know, she's like, didn't have a name. So she just kind of drifted off, and she went back to New Orleans, and she told me, what you're going to name this restaurant is Bourbon and Toulouse. That is brilliant. She starts telling us how she was 18 and dancing down on the corner of Bourbon and Toulouse at Nero's Nook. Oh, that's and a beautiful piece of folklore. Th- this is one lady I would take her advice to. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she gave us all kinds of advice. She gave us jobs, and she gave us all the uh, booth seats and chairs that are in the restaurant because we couldn't afford anything. And, you know, I mean, she just she I'm, gave her heart to anybody I'm gonna that use, would go I'm for I'm not going to yeah, tell that story, special. but I'm going to use that as a teaser in the social media piece I'm going to do on Saturday morning. <laughs> Tune in to yeah. find out <laughs> how it got yeah. its name. Well, you know, that's the thing in the restaurant <laughs> business. There has to be a certain amount. Of generosity, you know, I, I find in the beer business, people who, who run, there's no competitiveness. Like, you drink this yeah. beer, you probably also drink this beer. Restaurants are the same thing. No one eats at one restaurant. Yeah. Everyone goes. So if people, so the restaurant owners, you guys kind of help each other. It's like oh, a, a camaraderie. Yeah, absolutely. chef, you do that all the well, time. First of all, yeah, as while we're in the business, we love going out to eat and the hospitality and being at the table with people. Uh, and it's not always ours. I mean, we, no. the whole act of going out to eat and, and, and trying new places is why we're in the business. So, yeah, helping each other out makes sense to me. Um, and, you know, it's kind of how you grow and learn, too. You can kind of back and forth off of people, and people have a different view on it, just an out, another outlook. And sometimes you need that because you're married to this business. Yeah. You're in one establishment all day long, usually 12-hour days. And now with supply chain issues, do you guys ever, ever have to call other restaurant owners but please tell me you got tomatoes or whatever Absolutely. Don't you do that? I mean, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Gumbo Yaya, some good mm-hmm. friends of ours. We actually took over their location when they were downsizing. And uh, Greg called me the other day, needed something. And I've called him. You know, it's just, I mean, you know, we're supposedly competition, well, but, but not at all. But you're in the hospitality right. business. Yeah, that sort of goes with it, too, you know. You know? You our old be boss, our mentor, uh, Joe Vuskovich, who uh, founded Yozo's, um, uh-huh. here in town you know the original Cajun I guess uh, and I'm trying to think how I can word this politely but uh, he in a roundabout way said you know you're gonna spend more time in your restaurant than you are at home so you need to throw a dinner party every night um, because those are going to become your friends uh-huh. um, but he said you know you uh, you need to learn a skill and 
provide, make money and provide a living for that. And then once you master that skill, you can either pass it on to the next guy or you can hoard that knowledge and take it to your grave. And he has a very <laughs> colorful way of describing <laughs> the person who takes it to their grave and doesn't pass it on. That's, that's, so, yeah. You can be that. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. That guy's so you know no what? That applies to everything, though. That applies to everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. There are people who look that's at the right. world like, i, I got to get as much as I can. Yeah. And, and then and there are those who are inclusive. Yes. And, and you grow yourself by being inclusive. 100%. You know? And I think it builds. Promoting others. It, it grows. You're right. It grows. Helps. Well, back, back to that Lucy angle, i got to get her props. Like back when I was really a young chef and I just came back from culinary school and cooking in the big leagues in Miami, you know, you're a hot shot. You want to blow up the world and do something impressive. And I do one of those charity functions, March of Dimes or whatever you're doing, right? And you go and you serve like a 700 little bites and it's like a competition, right? And of course, I poured my heart and soul into it and I had some wacky, crazy dish that nobody had ever heard of and totally missed the mark on 700 people. You just give them some fried chicken, you know, and a like a slider. That's what they want, right? Um, yeah, they're drinking. So, you know, but Lucy comes over at the end. She's like, man, I just want you to use the best one by far, you know? And I was like, you know, it wasn't, but it still made a young chef that put his heart and soul into something. And she saw like the defeat on my eyes, like, you know, this, and I think it was just encouraging to have somebody of her caliber pat you on the back and, and, and appreciate the, the work that went behind it. Well, and that I was Lucy. Lot. I mean, that's, that's yeah, what she, she was did. A giver. And I mean, you how know. many, how many of the great chefs in Lexington that have come through here Started in her Tutored kitchen. under her. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was a tutor. So you told us how the th- it got its name, but tell us about the beginnings. Were you in the restaurant business already? I am a retired elementary teacher. I Love uh, that. taught four long months. <laughs> first semester. <laughs> first semester, I did my student teaching, and I scammed my way into uh, going to Australia to do that. My parents still wonder what they paid for. <laughs> Second semester, I filled in for a lady in uh <laughs> I really? Well, you got paid. Yeah. You went to, your parents were sent you to Australia to learn how to teach. Yeah, and like an idiot, I came back. Wow! <laughs> I know. I still have that's four friends scam. that are still there. Really? Yeah. That's a great scam, though. Oh, that's a great scam. Hey, that's what it's all about. They, so I came back, and you know, I taught for four months, and then trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I decided I was going to be a teacher. I was going back into the classroom, had interviews lined up, I was ready to go, but. I took a year off trying to, you know, make sure this is the path. Mm -hmm. And I started working for Joe Vuskovich up in Indianapolis at Yats. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, he knew I was only going to work there for three or four months. But I had to go back to work every day because that guy was having so much more fun in life than I was. And just day after day, just had to go back. And he's just, you know, he was the epitome of hospitality, just like Lucy was. And so just Just that guy, that guy was having too much fun. So I just, you know, grabbed onto his yeah. coattail and you call, you call followed him, him around. Yeah. And then one day uh, after a couple of years, um, he called me. Uh, we went and got chicken wings and a beer, and he fired me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, all right, you're, you're going to do this. Yeah. And then he calls up. And you uh, were in Indianapolis yeah. at the time. Then he calls up Will, who was sitting in a trench digging a hole in Bloomington, Indiana, to open a store down there. He's doing some work. And he calls him, and he fired him. And he said, and you, you can work as long as you want because you got a baby and a wife, but Kevin's not going to work tomorrow. And a week or two later, we were in a U-Haul driving to Lexington. How did you was Lexington? Just kind of uh, Will's from away. here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, uh, as you say, he kicked us out of the nest. So, so wait and a minute. It's the nicest thing anybody's ever done for us. When I was starting at UK before I went to culinary school, yep. I, I ate at Yats in yes. South Hill Station. Yep. So was that That's, you guys opening that, that up? No, no, that was Joe. That was our mentor. And uh, Joe was uh, – uh, his parents were Croatian fishermen, uh, oyster farmers. 
Oh, and the world did he start cooking? Like, well, he was in uh, he was in New Orleans. That's where his parents were, and so they would go out during the day, and he and his brothers would farm oysters, and then they would come back in, and at night they would make oyster po' boys. Oh, and man. he said it was like wow. it was it was uh, as big as two uh, two outhouses put together. But then that grew Shit. to a 350 seat uh, restaurant called um, uh, Yozo's in New Orleans. Or, yeah. Okay. And um, oh, so that's Yozo's Bayou. Uh, yeah, but now I'm, that's uh, Visco's. Visco, I'm sorry. sorry, Visco's was uh, down in New Orleans, cool. and he was the toast of the town. I mean, when yeah. uh, wow. the Rolling Stones were coming through in the '70s for a mm. stadium tour, uh, he was going to cater, but he broke his leg playing polo, so they called Paul Perdone as the second choice. So I mean, he <laughs> yeah. was he was it. <laughs> and then uh, then his brother was up here, and he got into horses. He came up here to you know train horses and all that. And like most people, you know, lost everything and yeah. went back to cooking because that's what he knew. <laughs> that's what he was good at. I found out he wasn't good with the horses. But um, and so yeah, he opened a little uh, Yozo's out in um, uh, Beaumont Center. Yeah. And um, really you know, then. Was a similar concept? Yeah. To what, okay. Mm-hmm. So yep. you guys, and then multiple people have have spawned out of him. Were um, you guys already rolling at Bourbon in Toulouse? What year did you? Open? Oh, yeah, Joe opened uh, in '89. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we've early 2000s. Kinda, for you guys? We were 2004. Okay. That yeah. We opened. Uh, Gumbo Yaya opened. Chase, he was yeah. Joe was uh, Greg Todd's mentor. Um, they opened, I think, a year before us. So I think they've been open 18 years. Uh-huh. There's a few other people. There's somebody in Western Kentucky, a couple people in mm-hmm. Indiana. So, you know, again, back seeds. to the conversation of not hoarding that knowledge and helping people out and making sure everybody yeah. spawns out. He's got fingers everywhere. In a weird way, it's like a pedigree. Like, you can see yeah, where great chefs come begot yes. great chefs. Yeah. You know what's so cool is this guy shared knowledge of, of an expandable concept. You know, I, I really admire that. Like, that's no, very non-selfish because a gumbo shop is a, in, in a, a shop like yours is, is a unique situation because the food is rich, it's hearty, but a lot of it has been cooked for hours. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of time mm-hmm. involved in it. But when it comes to serving it, it's kind of scoop and go. Yeah. It's right? fast, but it's slow. It's fast, but it's slow. Right, yeah. And, yeah, that's but true. if you teach somebody this, this is a, a something you can do like these people have done in different mm-hmm. cities. So some people can really make a living, create a business, and just to give that knowledge out that Absolutely. he could have franchised. That's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so you brought those recipes into the business no, or are uh, they yours? my business partner, Will, was his head cook, yeah. uh, Joe's head cook for years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he always cooked it the way Joe told him to cook, but he knew how to cook this so you know you when you you know when you go off on your own use the same base recipes and you make it your own you go the way you like it not the way your boss part of it do you like as the partner what part do i like when i go home and see my kids (laughs) 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 i've been doing this 17 years that's my favorite part now yeah i I think for most people i think but you opened a second place i know you crazy man this is is the food show and people who listen i imagine almost everybody has the dream of opening a restaurant but you did it so explain maybe because everyone thinks oh i can open a restaurant i can do this easy peasy right it's easy peasy i know how to cook i have dinner parties i can open a restaurant and like you just said it 17 hours a day and yeah i mean i'm not going to speak for chef but i have a feeling he would probably say about the same thing to anybody that comes to him when somebody comes to me and says i want to open a restaurant first thing i say point blank is don't do it <laughs> and then the second thing i say is don't do it <laughs> and then if they you know actually keep coming back yeah and then i'll sit down and talk to them yeah you file you get a restraining yeah. order and you yeah gotta, you yeah. gotta really want it then yeah that's kind of the really deal want you gotta really and, and want it it's got it's got to be the right person you got to be just a little bit crazy 
because yeah. no sane person would want to do this. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, if, if they you have to not be able door. to want, you have to be able to not want to do anything else. I mean, it has to be like the overdriving passion. Because yeah. if you're in it halfway, it will 100 percent fail. Absolutely, totally have to be married to it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's like the commitment of like quitting smoking and losing weight yeah. and rehabbing all at once. Like you just gotta <laughs> dedicate that much at that much focus into it. Ownership isn't much better. <laughs> yeah, as a say. Yeah. <laughs> just have to watch you be in a frenzy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's it, it really it, it, you need a prescription for it. I actually think you just need to be on something. Else. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it going from one location to two? Because that's what you just said. And by yeah, the way, the sure. new location is yeah. the old Gumbo Yaya's yeah. next to uh, I guess we call it it's a next Buffalo to Wild Buffalo Wings. Wild yeah. Wings behind First Watch yeah. on Broadway. What was your motivation my, for, for doing my that? motivation was our staff. Yeah. Uh, you they know, wanted I, a second place. Well, they we've got a lot of longtime staff. Yeah. Um, I think one of them's been with us for 13 years. Another one, 10 or 11. We've got a handful of them, seven, eight years. So it's time and, to grow. Well, yeah, it's time. It's not. It was time to give them more opportunity, right. Right. a room for right. growth, right. and in a burgeoning part plain, of town. Plain and simple, more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, you in know, a they, part of town that's yes. really growing too. Yeah, yeah. that whole and area out there. You know, the the location been proven. I mean, Gumbo Yaya was very, very successful there for 18 years. They've decided to kind of downsize a little bit. Sure. But it was, you know, not because they weren't doing any business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're still killing it. Well, um, that's probably a lot of the reasons people go out of business. Yeah. They just tire of it. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not always that the business is bad. No. Um, Sometimes no. you're just done. Yeah. Sometimes you're just done and ready yeah. to move on. Well, uh, when the pandemic hit. Um, that took a lot of people out. You know, I guess we'd been around 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, chef's the same way. It's like you look left, you look right, and you realize you're the old man in the room. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> never really thought that, you know, we yeah. we were kind of seniors in this game yeah. until the pandemic hit. Well, it's, it's iconic. Like, wow, I, I wait a minute. We've been iconic. doing this a long time. Yeah. Well, we tend to call it the plague now. People are saying the, the plague. plague. Yeah. <laughs> Two-year plague that we had. Uh, so, so starting this mm-hmm. was for your staff to grow. Yeah. But obviously you were motivated because you liked yeah. some fundamental level. You're crazy enough to yes, like it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, but uh, like like Jeremy touched on, I mean, it's a very expandable concept because yeah. you're cooking 30 right. gallons at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a handful of us that do the cooking. So the food is always consistent. You may not like it, but it's going to taste <laughs> the same every time. Um, and it's also not a concept that needs a terribly huge staff. No, you no. can run it yeah. on a couple people in each store, right? Yeah, there's definitely uh, our labor costs are real low it's compared a good, to a lot of restaurants yeah, compared, that have yeah. big staffs. It's a good business model. It's you know, it's it's a good job. It's a good profit margin. I think you know, it's healthy food for people. It's super affordable, and you guys position it right where you should, like right on the campus corridors, yeah. right on the neighborhood corridors, because this, I mean, you're you're kind of restaurant feeds. You know, it's yeah. it's the lunch fuel for a half yeah. town, man. I mean, this is what yeah. this is what you want. It's you know, it's always really uh, gratifying when you look out from the kitchen, and you know, you see a high school kid right. or college kid sitting next to a doctor, or lawyer, or dirty hippie <laughs> talking right. to mm-hmm. a doctor that would never ever ever speak. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they're sitting there and they're talking about a plate of jambalaya, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know, I mean, that that's so fulfilling. Yeah, and you just don't get that very often. This is the best compliment I can give you is when I, I've been to, I go to New Orleans every couple yeah, of years sure. now, and I, I, I love it. And I'm always disappointed in the jambalaya down there because oh. I want it to be more like yours. I really do. You're, I, I singularly love your 
it's 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 a jambalaya you just you don't find in a lot of places. It's a lot, a lot of places way too tomatoey or way yeah. too wet or way too. I don't know how to describe yours, but I just love it. It's solid. <laughs> it is. It is. It it is my go-to food if I'm if I if, if, if break up or get married or, or have celebration, <laughs> depression, whatever it is. Over and over, yeah. Right. It's it's the food I want to eat when I'm sad. Food I want to eat when I'm happy. That's so. a good thing. Yeah, like how about top. to go? Yeah. Do you do a lot of to go stuff? We because do. It's kind of food um, that yeah, can I mean, sell in bulk. you know, when when the pandemic hit, we were very fortunate because we are already known as a to go restaurant. I mean, right. we're. Yeah. 65% probably yeah. to you go. You get a big um, pan of stuff. Yeah. And, and so, you know, to go from 65, 70% to well. go yeah. to 100% to go, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, went to overnight, we went to online ordering and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, delivery only. And for 16 months, we never let a customer inside. Wow. Well, you know, um, when you do slow cooking like that, yeah, it's know, like right? soup, <laughs> that it actually tastes better when you warm it up. I mean, you know, it, you yeah, know, it's one yeah. of the few things. We actually really enjoyed that model, uh, as did Blue Door. Yeah, I just saw they were opening up yesterday. I was like, man, yeah, I told you, he called to me, it. and I was like, Jeff, hang on as long as you can, man. <laughs> so <laughs> like, it, it's great. In that respect, you guys went from a restaurant to almost like a ghost kitchen, like some of those places. And and you're seeing that in a lot of cities, the ghost kitchen concept is is really w working yeah. well. So oh, yeah. I, I yeah. love this because <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. Hospitality, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want anybody in my restaurant. But I love it when no one's in. <laughs> I get it. No, I love it. I love people. I just don't want them in my house. Yeah. I, under I completely understand. No, it's kind of a – I'm just – it's so funny to hear on air because I've been talking to Jet Fed and everybody about yeah. this. <laughs> like, you don't get the um, – Problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well put. Listen, you know, we, a lot of them have been doing this for a long time. And, you know, who would have thought that getting a two year break from having people inside would like reset? And it's like, oh man, all right, now we're ready to see people again. You know, cool, let's do this. Had, had you guys, it's no longer. You're like little drones. Yeah. He's going to have all fleet of Well, have you guys ever been to, it's closed now, but it was Rick's White Light Diner in yes. Frankfurt. Yeah, and they closed. Yeah, yeah. He's well, done? Did he, he oh, yeah. Closed? He finally closed. Well, they were they renovated that yeah. bridge for 100 years. He was a very matters. gruff guy. Oh, and, he was. And he, he it, acted though. like he did not want people in the restaurant, but the food was great. And I imagine that's what happens after 20 years in the business. You want to sell food. I just don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> but that was his stick. It was right. almost fun. Oh, I don't think it was a stick. He was. scared to death to order, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you got one thing off the order, that wasn't. Yeah, it was on, not. On the, yeah. It was scary. It was. You know, over. it's funny. There's a bar I know like that it's called Chevy Chase Inn. It's yours too. Yeah. And there's a crotchety old man named Red Eye who was a bartender for 103 years and uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world. And. You know, some days, Sassy, yeah, well, some days it was an act. He's actually, he's one of the nicest people I know, and he's so caring. But, but he has a, a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 90% in of the time, it was all an act. But that 10%, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty serious. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> and how is the bar? We got yeah, a couple you guys minutes. have CCI now. Yeah. And that yep. was kind of in the middle of it? Yeah, no, like we've had that. It was, I don't know, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, seven years. 2015, wow, I guess. Seven years? That seven yeah. years ago? Yeah, I only know that because uh, we paid off our loan. Dude, we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I know, man. That's right. Yeah. That was the thing. I said, you know, look left, look right, and all of a sudden you and I are really old. <laughs> Like you know, just a few months in, you get ready to probably open another location. Yeah. Seven years ago, I read a, I read something yesterday. It was just it's a stupid meme, but it's true. You know you're old when you start thinking of things that happened two or three years ago and realize they happened in 2003. Yeah, uh, and that that's happens. 100 percent me. I mean, yeah, realize, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, man. Okay. CCI yep. now two bourbon and Toulouse's. 
Um, anything else, you guys? You guys? Yeah, anything else? Or are you just gonna like? We gotta uh, survive this. Great jacket. If I do something again, my wife. We'll come and get you. Take me out behind the barn and shoot me. <laughs> yeah. But things are going well. Oh, uh, things are going great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're so we're very very different fortunate. Different audience. Do you see a different audience? Well, out in, uh, the, in the burbs. We we now see. I don't know. You know, Chevy Chase, it's your firstborn, and there yeah. is nothing wrong with your first child. You can do no wrong. No, and think, everybody's like, I oh, like, parking, parking, yeah, parking. Yeah. It's like, no, man, it's Chevy Chase. There's part parking the everywhere. Used to, that's yeah. part like, of the charm. Yeah. And then, you, like you said, yeah. my son and, and I will be in there, and I'm obviously, yeah. met, you know, two different but, cultures. But what about then out Well, the then when burbs? we start looking at the other location, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll probably do half the business. It'll be great, you know. There's no parking over there, because there's no parking by it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. Looking at all these parking lots at my front door i'm like oh, wait a minute we might actually be really busy yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean it's there's plenty of parking you know yeah, you can go from is. dairy queen to wendy's and everything in between and parking there so it's just the opposite of most hundreds people. of parking spaces you open a business thinking yeah. hoping we wouldn't be that busy and then realize if we open it oh my yeah. god we're gonna be busier than i thought which is the really opposite really for most restaurants yeah. the way that. you saying this stuff makes me sound like a real <laughs> idiot <laughs> And you're right. <laughs> well, join the crowd. <laughs> all this guy has to do is have parking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he gets busy. We got to get on the radio every week. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? This is what, when you're a good restaurateur or what, this is what it should sound like. It should be, ha you should be happy. If yeah. whatever you're doing, if yeah. you're not this happy, you should probably look for something else. Yeah. That's right. That's Kevin. Right. So what's your big seller? Jambalaya. <laughs> I, was say, I just came from the bar, so I don't know why you guys are happy. But <laughs> uh, jambalaya, big one, big seller. Yeah, That's jambalaya. Seller. Uh, chicken etouffee is actually our most yeah. popular yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's when we're creating the menu, uh, we just need one extra chicken dish, and we'll cook chickenette to prove chicken etouffee to prove to me that it wouldn't sell. And, and it, it did. outsells everything. I'm gonna tell you right now. Chicken's weird, yeah. like it's that. chicken tan, but it's good. It? Yeah. I'm not a vegetarian, but don't sleep on the caramelized corn and black oh. beans, dude. That's yeah. that's, that's the reason I own this restaurant because I used to eat a version of that in Indianapolis so much that I finally asked Joe for a job so I could stop paying for it. Right. Yeah. I've tried. Lo and behold, here we are, 20 years later. Yeah, there you so go. Good. I have tried about 68 times to make that meal, to make that, and can't. I just can't. I can't. So what is it again? It's caramelized corn and black beans. I we got a minute. Can you describe yeah. it? Yeah, like we caramelize some butter and sugar, and then uh, saute it in the saute the corn in it. Do a uh, cream reduction, and uh, finish it with um, some uh, red bell peppers and black beans. Oh, and that sounds so good! It's, it's amazing. It's pretty simple, but it's a little sweet, a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice and pro tip: rice. over the top of jambalaya. Okay. Put jambalaya rice instead of the white rice. All right, all right. Sell I'll that out. <laughs> it, it could possibly Kill change your life. I might stop on the way home. <laughs> and that is oh. the pro tip. Like, there, I, I, oh. I've never, I, I actually never had your plain rice. I just want everything. <laughs> over I'm sure it's good, but I don't <laughs> know what it tastes <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs> All right, everything guys. goes over jambalaya. And, and then garlic power sauce right. on everything. Yeah. Garlic power yeah. sauce. The, the For hot a few sauce. bucks more, it's, yeah. uh, you sub it out. It's worth it. All right. We're, we're going to have fun tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys, thank you for being with us. Go check out Bourbon and Toulouse. Go check out CCI. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. It's Food News and Shoes Radio.